Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. Hypecast, the show where we get hyped about stuff and things. I'm one of your hosts, David Bell. And I am the other of your hosts, uh, the Thomas of us both, Adam Ganser. Tom is, he's still alive. He's the busiest um, boy. He's such a busy yeah, boy. He'll be he back. May, he'll, he's he, on a, he, sh- he should be able, he should be doing like the we just watched uh, yeah. next Monday. Like he was just, he was just vacation. He, he's, better, he's boy, alive. he better be or he gets gansed again. Exactly. Right? He gets gansed. <laughs> that's that's, uh, that's Thank you yeah. so much for filling in. Oh, of course. Um, of course. I'll, and, I'll do my and, best. Uh, and I think this is the spot in Hypecast reserved for then talking about bullshit. <laughs> for, well, normally we do a good 10 minutes of bullshit up top, then yeah. 10 more minutes when Tom tries to get us on schedule. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, what, however that parcels out here, let me start with, are we overreacting to Twitter's imminent demise? Like, I is know. this hyperbole? That's my I, first question. I don't know. Right now, so for people, people are probably going to, uh, you're all in the future. Right and now, you know exactly the what top happened. trending things is RIP Twitter, uh, Twitter HQ, uh, Google Plus is trending, uh, RIP tri- Twitter, Twitter Takeover, MySpace. It's because right now on Twitter, Twitter HQ closed down, apparently. Like right now, the news that is developing is that no one can get into Twitter HQ. That's some great. are saying it's, some are saying it's a fuck up. What had happened is Elon Musk, uh, you know, the business genius that he is, uh, made a uh, do you like Twitter? Check yes or no uh, email and made everybody by five o'clock either check yes or resign. And it sounds like this gambit of his wasn't very uh, smart. The way a lot of people have. uh, Yeah. The way he put it out there was like, first of all. Why, why, why would you ever, after all this tumultuous, difficult, like stuff, put your all your employees through yet another like gun to your head decision? Right. Like, why and would why you do would you that? be so incredibly toxic as he's been? Yes, the, he's been terrible. Yeah, the uh, thing that's terrible. The thing that's happened is that someone got it in their heads that Twitter is like run by a bunch of like lib cucks. And then, so, like, no, that's that is what like happened. Us, even like though, you and I. yeah, right. even though when you look at yeah. it, there's actually like studies about how right wing voices are actually unfairly amplified on social media. We don't have to go into it, but there became this idea. It's sort of the election fraud thing where they're like, right, the right, Dems right. did election fraud. Now right. we're gonna do it. 
right. um, where like the problem that they identified never existed. And so it became like Elon's takeover was like an assault on Twitter. And then like Ted Cruz is on, on the internet, like celebrating that he fired a bunch of people. It became like yeah, a I weird political thing. Yeah. And meanwhile, like Twitter is just filled with programmers of varying like political backgrounds who are probably very serious people who just need jobs. And he created this hellhole for them. On top of that, being a programmer isn't like a rare, like there's a lot of opportunities for those jobs. And so, yeah, they just said, okay, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Like, and that's he, what happened. Everyone forgets that like anybody, like you always can not do anything to start. You know what I mean? Like in yeah. your, in your incredible shakeup, the first thing you could do is like learn your business. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like take a month and like learn how the business works and then make your big moves. And it'll still feel like, my God, he's ushering in all this change. Right. You know he what I mean? Just, he could have just taken credit for things they were going to roll out anyway. He, he could have yes. done so many things. He could have just quietly owned Twitter and then gotten to like, you know, because this is all about how he just wants to be the popular kid. Well, he's certainly and, the most discussed kid now. Like he, he's, yeah. he's getting the Trump attention that I think he wants. Yeah. You know, here's, I'm ready. Here's Dave. the thing. I'm, oh, Dave, please. Here's Let's my take it. on Twitter. Oh, Twitter. Thank God, here it comes. Yep. Twitter yeah. is not a good representation of society. Oh, Twitter, 100%. as a social media company, was always a popularity contest. And what I mean by that is that to go, quote unquote, viral, to have a lot of followers, you had to be in a certain industry. You had to be a comedian or a writer or a scientist, someone who provided information. Uh, and what Twitter created was this situation where you could be like a doctor and not be like very viral on Twitter. And that's just the way Twitter works. It favored people who are good at writing who are good at, like, telling jokes or capturing people's attention, right? And and eventually hyperbole specifically. Yes. Like, if you're a hyperbolic person, you know. Oh, yeah. Lying will get you far on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's not a fair system. It was very... F entertainers liked it because they are entertainers. Right. You know, comedians liked it because they can handle it. But what happened was Elon Musk is not a funny guy. He's not charismatic. The only thing that makes him notable is that he's very rich. And he looked at Twitter and thought, like, why am I getting dunked on? Why, you know, why, why don't I get to be popular too? And I think I a lot of people, that. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of other people felt that too, where they're like, why am I not getting, you know, the equivalent of upvotes uh, with my memes? And it's like, because memes aren't particularly funny or original. Uh, and again, there's good memes out there, but it's just, that's what Twitter is again. And cause there's a, there's a culture to Twitter. Like that isn't yeah. even the culture at large. It's just Twitter's culture. Yeah. So yeah. he thought of this as like an uh, this is like an elite us versus the elite when the reality is like no it's just that's how Twitter works it's is it fair no that's just how it worked and he's trying to like change it to make the people who don't have that ability somehow to get that to earn that through money and it's like no it's gonna fall apart and like he did it in bad faith he was clearly bitter against Twitter he immediately fired everybody who ran Twitter. And like he thought it's that it, it really is that idea of like someone being like, this forum is bullshit. The mods are out to get me. I'm yeah. going to start my I'm own. Gonna change and it's like, everything. Right? Yeah. And it's like the mods aren't out to get you. They're just doing their fucking jobs. And yes, it's sometimes they do fucked up things like sometimes, you know, like Twitter wasn't perfect by any means. But like it's that thing where he just fundamentally didn't understand this business. Like bought so it and then assumed it worked a certain way. 
and it clearly didn't. And now he's driven it directly into the He's ground. driving it direct, right. As many titans of industry discover, just because you're good in one area and successful in one area doesn't mean you understand all areas. Yeah. Uh, like, for instance, anybody remember Quibi? I know you don't. Let me give you a quick <laughs> refresher. Quibi, Quibi was the, what if we make really short, short movies and put them online and charge a subscription? And everyone's like, we already don't watch that, though. Yeah. And the guy was like, but I've done Shrek and I was good at Shrek. What about this? And the answer was no. No, uh, because they, they looked at the Internet and thought like, oh, yeah, that's what people want. And it's like, no, I can that's, do that. Yeah, you're that's, misunderstanding that's what it is. things. It's I could do that. I know yeah. better. It's that it's that bullshit. Yeah, I've seen people say like Elon Musk is in charge of software that puts people in rockets and cars. How hard could Twitter be? And it's like because Twitter isn't just a software. Yeah. It is a it is politics, it's humans, it's right. people in war zones. It is it's about it's about the uh free speech, it's about like censorship laws. It's about all these factors that has nothing to do with fucking programming and so yeah the tech was not broken in twitter like i'm not saying it was perfect but it wasn't a technological problem it was a cultural problem and you don't solve culture by sending culture to mars you know what i mean like it's just the wrong tools for the job man uh is there any chance he doesn't care about the 44 billion is there any chance because here's the thing is that there i think there's i've heard that where people are like Oh, he he's doing this on purpose as like a vendetta. He's so rich, it doesn't matter. He purposefully, if that's true, he's getting so many lawsuits, and his his he bet his like Tesla stock against it. He's his value is going down. He is going down the ship in a lot of ways. Yeah, and he I'm sure he'll be fine after this. You know, when you're the world's richest man, even if you half that you're still extremely you know i mean where it's like uh, he'll be fine but he definitely didn't want to lose a bunch of money on this and he's gonna if it goes down he's gonna lose a bunch of money like okay so i know that we're all gonna suffer and it's not gonna be fun but you mean about this or like life in in general uh i'm actually gonna make a more sweeping statement uh it is it is partly this there is a future in like five years where Elon has really fallen down on this and maybe even had to sell Twitter and Donald Trump is in jail and Vladimir Putin is no longer in charge of Russia. Yeah. And it's like, hmm, all that's good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, all that yeah. could be good. Uh, but it's not going to be fun getting there. Doesn't seem we're, like. We're seeing. Yeah, that's the thing is like we're seeing how far these people can fucking push their luck. That's and right. it's very far. It's pretty and far. Hope, and what people are hoping for is that there is a limit, you know? There are consequences We're hoping. eventually. We're all hoping that there yeah. there is a bottom to the to the uh, endless void. Adam, uh, I know you want to talk about trailers. I'm not done fucking oh. around yet, Dave. Not yeah, no, neither am I. Adam, oh, great. Yeah, go ahead. Dave. Do you want to start a social media company? I have an idea oh. for one. If is someone it, wants yeah, to hit me it. up, I don't want to share it now. Someone will okay. take it. But like someone could easily. Right now is the time to start a sure. social media company. Sure. And I, I thought of one. Is it just Twitter eight months ago? <laughs> kind of. Kind of. Well, the secret to yeah, a yeah. social media company is they all have a gimmick, right? And they all have to have some sort of random it's like a it's like a it's like a uh it's like a comedy prompt. Like okay. it's like an improv yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. where it's like, you know, Twitter is like you get to say anything, but you have these many characters. TikTok and Vine, they're all like, Oh, you have to film you know, like there's there's right. always some random ass limitation. I thought of one that I think would be really good. 
great. Uh, that would be, but I'll I'll talk to you. You know, we'll, I will we'll send you talk four, about investment opportunity later. I will send you four hundred dollars sight unseen, like a, like okay. just startup money. Also, Dave, I think it's important that the audience knows this is the only podcast or reason you and I would ever talk. Right? right, this is the only one that we would ever meet to talk about. Yeah, we've never done another podcast, and we either. wouldn't do anymore. Uh, no, and I'm tired of people asking me. We're never never going to do another. And there wasn't one anyway. Yeah. So like, yeah, that's it. On that subject, before we get into things, do you want to <laughs> plug sure. anything at yeah. the top of this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've never done a podcast with Dave, so don't look for right. it. Right. Uh, so that's the first thing. So uh, if you have not. Uh, or do not listen to the the excellent podcast I do with Michael Swaim called One Upsmanship. It's everywhere. Give it a listen. Give it a rate. You know, yeah. send it send it to a pal. We, we're covering excellent games right now. We're getting really good guests. We just did an interview with Charlie Cleveland that's going to come out uh, before after this comes out. So spoilers on that and uh, some other notable people in the games industry about some big ass games. So check that out. Um, also, uh, Abe and Maggie and I are all making podcasts over at Small Beans. I know you know about them. Go check them out. Um, we work real hard. Uh, so yeah, please, yeah, I work real hard, Dave. Uh, For your money, I, I do. <laughs> like I do. Picture me in my flash dance outfit, the one right. only Dave has seen. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, that's that's it. Uh, I, I had another screw around topic I wanted to bring up, Dave. Well, that's too bad because we got to okay. fake producers. Ah, fuck. All right. Remember, you're a host. You're a host. Gosh. God. All you right. got to put on oh, your big boy pants. I just realized you just gave me the one fucking name. Uh, well, we'll walk you through it. Don't okay. worry. <laughs> All right. So, do you want? Do you want to do? Do you want to switch it? No. No. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll let this man turn me into a cartoon clown. That's okay. Fine. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you a little clue about this man. I'm, I'm you ready. know him. You know this person i know this person like in real yeah, life the person Melbourne? yep anyway oh I'll, shit. I'll tell you i'll tell you off off podcast oh, here God. it is yeah even though we never meet for any other purpose but yeah, yeah I agree. exactly <laughs> um <laughs> all right we have producers to thank uh yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh so big thank you to mercurial oz thank you thank you uh god that's gonna be one that's gonna trip me up every time i'll see marsupial Every time mm, your eyes just uh, want, a, want a different word there. It's yeah. It's not a yeah. word that like registers in my brain. Thank yeah. you to Driftless wrote Mabel's name in the witch's book of blood. Oh, of course. <laughs> sure. sure. Thanks Driftless. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Hombre says Mabel step on me. Man, yes. We all want that. These tall boys these days. Like we love the tall yeah. ladies. I know it. We love Mabel. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Heathcliff's helping handfuls. Thanks. Uh, also a very horny one. Yeah. Uh, Thank you to yep. the conveniently placed self-destruct button on the top of everybody's head. True. Thank you. And thankful. Yep. Thank you to James Cameron's prolapse locomotive. Thank you. Sure. Thank you to Snapper Car Punches God in the Dick. Welcome back. Uh, thank you to At Nerd Numbers. Thank you. Thank you to Mike the Lurker. Thanks. Thank you to Dracula, the bus driving vampire. Thank you. Uh, thank you to Brockway Loves the Meat Millie. He Thanks. super does. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, let me get in here, Dave. Thanks yeah. for uh, David the knife boot before Christmas. Knife Hanson. boot, knife Thank boot. Thank you. Thanks to Grumblebee. Thank you. Thanks to Screaming Horse Pyramid. Thank you. Thanks to Look Ma, I'm on a podcast. Thank you. Thanks Jay the Crow Baron says give us a crow emoji. Hashtag join the murder. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks Deborah is awesome. Barbara is great, and cancer can go to hell. Thank you. Thank you, Numa Ultranos. Ah, you motherfucker. Thank you. You want me to do it? No, no, no. Okay. He deserves my thanks. Thanks, Numo Ultra Microscope Microscopic Silico Volcanoosis Volcano 
Theosis. All right. Anti disestablishmentarianism Jones. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I want to know who it is. I'm going to beat the hell out of them when I see All them right. next time. Uh, thank you, Rosemary's Baby from Eraserhead. Thank you. Thank you, Chiz Killy Tips. Ooh, thank you. Is this all Halloween stuff? What is some your, of them? Yeah. Are your patrons like just murder crazy now? They it's did November. the Simpsons. They did the Simpsons Halloween, and then I very specifically said, <laughs> unless you message me again, I will keep the names that way. I will not change them back. And so this is this is a ghoul parade out here. Yeah. Uh, thanks to these seven bees. Thank you. Thanks to Breezy Booezy. Thank you. Love it. Love them all. All right. Okay. All right, all right Dave. Yeah, let's let's focus, Dave. It's time for the big event. It's it really time is. for Ma- Magic Mike's last dance <laughs> with Selma Hayek. Uh, have you seen any of Magic Mike's? No, and I, I, you're going to be surprised to hear this. It wasn't until now that it clicked that Steven Soderbergh's been making this franchise. Yes, I. So That's I'm unbelievable th- to me. Yeah, I'm going to toss you this fact. Okay, uh, they're good. <laughs> I've heard Magic they're Mike's good. are good. I've heard they're good. This trailer, uh, on a creative level, bummed me out. But I, but then seeing all those factors, I'm like, it's probably better than it looks. Yeah, right? here's, yeah, they're good. But it, I'll I'll put it this way: they're what Fifty Shades of Grey should have been, which is that, that they're horny, yes. they're horny soap operas. Yes, they're low stakes, but higher right. than you think. Okay, uh, like the first Magic Mike is actually kind of sad. Like there's there's plots to it. It's kind of a drama comedy. Um, the second one is just like fun. Uh, and this one, I, I assume, will be yeah, like a big high stakes. He's he's putting on a musical this time with Selma Hayek, and it's going to be horny Hayek, as yeah. fuck. Well, I mean, yes, Selma Hayek uh, has retained her supernatural ability right. to slay. Uh, oh, of and course, she's she's putting it in to good use here. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, like you know, with uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Fifty Shades of Grey. I should have I, presumed I, you've I, seen I, that. I wouldn't see it. I never yeah. would. Yeah. Yeah, but what I've yeah. heard about Fifty Shades of Grey is that like it none of the plot really like has to do with the the bondage part. That's like on the side <laughs> and it sort of gets lost. Magic Mike, the entire plot is we're exotic dancers. Oh, and great. every all the plot is around that fact. Oh good. So it's like horniness drives the plot. Right. And um, then like they give you the thing they promise and you like yeah. it because you want exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. yeah. And it's Soderbergh, like you said, so it's very yeah. well made. Right, he's he's just a he's one of the greatest filmmakers I've ever watched. I feel like, and I say he's that so because good. he's so effortless. Yeah, like he's just effortless at any genre of film, basically. Like, and every film he makes is at least interesting. Um, he, yeah. yeah, no, he reminds me of like a Richard Donner, except he has a distinct style. Like, you know, when you're watching Soderbergh, um, Donner is like a chameleon, right? But they both have bit. that chameleon aspect where they can do any genre. Uh, like, so, like, what I like about Soderbergh is he's just like, oh, you want, like, a big budget blockbuster? Here's an Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, here, I'll shit that out. Yeah, here you yeah. go. Yeah, and then yeah. he's like, all right, now I'm going to do this fucking thing shot on an iPhone. Like, he, he, he is, like, uh, he's just, like, allowed in any, like, I feel like if Soderbergh, like, walked in a city, he'd be allowed in a, a, through every door. You oh, know what I mean? they give him the key. He immediately gets yeah. the key. Like, uh, right, his his film after Ocean's Eleven was shot on DV tapes. Yeah. A format that I don't know was ever used in a Hollywood movie after that. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? He has, like, he has everybody's respect. Like, yeah. the biggest producer yeah. right. and, like, the most indie snob is like, oh, yeah, we love Soderbergh. Yep. Yeah, uh, and, he, and he 
somehow he hasn't totally trickled down into America, like to like the average moviegoer. Like he's not Spielberg in that he's a name that everyone recognizes, right? Uh, or at least he's like he's not quite at that tier in terms of recognizability. But he's been making great films for like thirty years. Yeah, it, like he's really, really good still. So I don't know. I'll probably watch this. I guess. Yeah, I'll probably watch them all. You should. Yeah, you should go back and watch them all. Um, I, I like Channing Tatum. If a we lot. ever, if we ever do like a podcast together, maybe we could do one about Magic Mike. Um, that sounds a little. I bit actually lower the, lower echelon for us, doesn't it? I was gonna like say, yeah, us. Magic yeah. Mike is. It's actually too good. Um, because it is like. <laughs> It is. It's one of those things. Like, did, have you ever watched Sex in the City? It's a weird oh, comparison. Have I ever watched all of them? You mean absolutely? Okay. I'm a because big, Sex I'm in a the big city. city boy. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. I just remember it's always it's one of those things that like when you haven't watched Sex in the City, you think it's like a specific type of trash, right. and then you watch it and you're like, oh right, it's HBO, so this is actually really good. So it's okay at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. when it's stupid, it's good still. Right. Yeah. Magic Mike is the same where you're like, look at that trash, and then you realize it's Soderbergh, and then you're yeah. like, oh okay, so it's actually good. There's yeah. a baseline level of good here. Somebody had to remind me that in Sex in the City, Barishnikov is in the last fucking season. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch that much. Well, uh, as a person who's seen every one of them, not ashamed of it. Barishnikov is in the last season. That's fucking That's insane. It's perfect. You know, That's I mean, so like good. he's a main character in it for That's like amazing. the whole season. Worth a watch, everyone. Uh, Sex in the City. Can't recommend it. Go out, check it out. Not the not the movies though. The movies are are awful. Okay, I, I feel. Anyway, you want to yeah, move on? I, I, sure. Let's move yeah. on to. Sure. I'm. I this snuck out. And I am okay. personally excited for this. We, me and Tom reviewed the first one. This is a sequel. Um, it's not actually a sequel. I'll just say what it is. It's called Missing. It is the. It is in the same world as Searching. Uh, if you remember the movie Searching, I do. Which a friend is, of mine made that. Oh no shit! Yeah. Can you tell him that I really liked Searching? Next uh, time you next see him. Ta- next time say I him, talk to Dave him, Dave really liked it. Yeah, I'll be like Dave was into it. The guy who I've never done a podcast with. That guy yeah. was into it. Yeah, I'll tell yeah. him. Yeah. This is actually so for this people... guy pr- produced a thing at Cracked very briefly. No uh, shit. And, yeah, and he's gone on to do some great shit. Anyway, moving on. Oh uh, well, for people who don't know, the searching was a lot like um, Unfriended, which is uh, there's a few of these. A movie that entirely takes place on someone's monitor, and when you first hear that, you think, "Oh, I hate that." Like that is the first, at least for me, in the world of paranormal activities and found footage. You like and again, uh, well, I we've said this in other podcasts. Found footage can be very good and is proven to be, but it, there was yeah. a slump, right? There was a par- period where found footage was trash, and there was a saturation point of it too, where yeah. a lot of people doing it didn't know how to do it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, unfriended was similar, where you watch one friend and you're like, "Wow, oh, this is a- this was actually kind of good." And you learn things like they did it all in one take. Unfriended. Right. There's you realize right. that. What it means is that putting that limitation on actually means that it's completely focused on performance and story. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it it's literally, be. a, it has to be. Right. Yeah, it's a camera stuck in someone's face. Right. And so searching was exceptionally good. And it, it was almost good because of its format. Like it used the format in a way that was like, yes, you could have made that a movie, but it was powerful because of the way you watched it too. And this is the sequel where it's just a girl looking for her mom on vacation who gets kidnapped. Well, there's really cool aspects to I mean, I guess this is technically a genre, although I would contend it's really more of a setting 
than anything else. Like, yeah. It's set in your computer. Like, that's really that's, it, you know? The other thing uh, about searching is that, and I believe this about found footage, is that it's nice to see them not just do horror. Like, yeah. there should be more found footage thriller. comedies, thrillers. Yeah. yeah. Co- comedy might be a little tricky. Uh, yeah. But, but you know what, man? Somebody will figure it out. The thing that's really cool about this is a lot of times when you make a movie like this, the protagonist is actually pretty capable. Right. Like they, and they, because it's locked in a screen, they actually use all the resources that we're constantly saying, why wouldn't they just do this? Well, this is right. a movie where they do that stuff. And that makes it really fun because, you know, it, it's really exciting to have that limitation in a story. Yeah. You know, um, it's, it looks, it looks fine. Like it, it could be actually quite good, you know? Right. Um, like I, someday you could, you could, one of these might win an Academy Award, you know, probably for acting like you could someone could give an amazing performance. But like these movies are they're They're not trying to be that. You know, what I mean, they're trying to be fun thrillers. Yeah, they're thrillers. And they're succeeding. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. One day when they do a subject where like they go for a different emotion than than tension. Right. Or, you know, like then I think that is possible. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I, oh, yeah. It, I think you could yeah. easily do a dramatic found footage, right? I'm sure someone already has, uh, but it's just nothing has stuck out. I don't know what it would be, uh, but I'd be interested in it. Yeah. I'd be interested I do to think, see it. I do think this potential has been uh, like on the radar since Blair Witch. Because if you remember, I the do. most famous scene in Blair Witch is just a character's face crying. Yep. Yeah, Quite so like too. we've known, yeah, we've known this from the start, which is like, it's all about people. It's not about you know, you know, like it's not this grand thing. It's about people fundamentally, uh, and so like, it's weird how like good this genre is. Well, for I that reason, I think we're like psycho. Well, that's uh, spoilers. That's what makes all dramas interesting, and by dramas right. I mean stories. Yeah, like, I mean how this genre like forces you to be good, like to be well, better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like the play, like it's the limitations of a one act play or whatever, or like a, yeah. a stage performance. Like you got to carry it. I I think one aspect of this that's like fascinating is that uh, because it, it deals with our expectations of certain formats and what we what we expect performance and drama to be like. Like mm-hmm. once you set something in a screen, like a face, like a FaceTime screen or something like that it no longer feels like it's part of the movie tradition and therefore a whole new set of of pacing and rule and performance rules get applied to it subconsciously right you know and and uh i wonder if that's also part of why they're so successful is that they overperform for our expectations we're all watching youtube and tiktok at least a little bit right, right? so like and those are always you know at least a little rough around the edges a little bit raw like not edited well like they're not professional at the level this would be so this is going to really seem impressive because my expectations get lowered, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. They automatically make you feel. But yeah, it also creates um, this feeling of like reality, which is why, mm-hmm. which is what was the original point of found footage. It is. And so like everything feels a little more intense. By the way, there is a found footage drama that I would consider a drama that came out recently oh. that you should see. Okay. Uh, it's called We're All Going to the World's Fair. Okay. It is Great. technically horror. But it's it's I would call it more of a drama. Okay. Um, it's about that like creepy pasta uh, genre of the internet, and it's mm-hmm. actually just about like loneliness. <laughs> it's about like it's oh. a girl 
who's like in a small town who does this internet challenge and it's kind of just about her loneliness and uh it's really intense uh very good her performance because again it's all based off the performance of a single person okay and she is fucking killing it so yeah check that out let's talk more about that at our business meeting about new twitter (laughs) You know yeah, I mean? we will. Like, let's let's definitely put that on the agenda. The minutes, while which okay. I'll be typing up, of course. Uh, just one thing about this that seemed really cool. I like the casting here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I like I. I oh think yeah, it's got this that is guy. A fun cast. Yeah, uh, was well, I forgot the name of the actor? Uh, I think he's Spiky. Isn't he Spiky from uh, uh, X Men? Uh, X Men: The Last Stand. I I mean, well let's done. say yes. Let's say yes for. I want to make sake. sure I'm not I'm not making that up. Uh, but like, while well, you you keep talking, you keep top, sure, talking. Sure, I'll look this up. I'll fill. Uh, I forgot the name <laughs> of this. Is it Ken Leung? L e u n g Leung. Kenneth. I Long? feel like that's who we're talking about, right? Yeah, I think so. Yes, he was in Lost. He was Miles from Lost. I love him. I think he's a great actor. Um, he's been in a bunch of things. So was he just, in X Men: The Last Stand? Uh, or did I make that up? I don't see it in the immediate credits that I accessed, but you know I'm 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 not afraid to say yes and just be wrong. <laughs> I'm not afraid of that, Dave. Sure, okay, I found he him. He was. Uh, yeah, he is. I okay, do great. believe he is uh, X Men: The Last Stand. I mean, IMDb. Yeah. I just want to say, fucked up their web page. Mm, I'm just, maybe, I'm just maybe throwing Elon that out it. there. Maybe Elon bought yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's been Elon. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He must it up. Uh, hey, I'm going to move on to the next film trailer if I can, Dave, which is... Uh, uh, fine. Did you want to say more? Go, please, No, Dave. I just okay. wanted to talk about X-Men The Last Stand. 1923 is the trailer. <laughs> 1923 from sure. the Yellowstone guy who's making all the old cowboys. It's like a cinematic universe of old actors as cowboys yeah. now. Yeah. Like he has, He's got Costner in there. Sure. He, didn't he have someone else? Doesn't he have like... He has a kid I, from American Beauty. The kid from like the the boyfriend from American Beauty's in it. Oh, uh, and now he's got Harrison, Harrison Ford. I like Harrison and, Ford. Uh, you know, sure. Yeah, sure. I just want them all to have a fucking grumble off. Helen Mirren's <laughs> in this. Sure. It's it it like what is going on with? I haven't seen Yellowstone, but this person has made like four series in the last six months. I feel like it's like an, I've seen yeah, so yeah. many print trailers that's like from the creator of Yellowstone, and I'm like, stop it. It's a huge hit with a demographic that we're not part of, I think. Like yeah. I like I hear Yellowstone is awesome, but I only hear that from people who are either like red statish or older. Right. So I get the feeling like maybe it's a great show, but like we're just, you know, to we're 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 libcucks and we're not hearing about it. Maybe. You no, know? I mean I think Abe likes it. But this guy's okay. obsessed with the the small town crime is what he's obsessed with. Because he also did Mayor of Kingstown. Um, this he did this... hell or high water oh that's like he a great loves... movie Fuck. yeah yeah th- this 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 person is good okay i'm pretty sure they're good um uh but like they're obsessed with like westerns with like gruff motherfuckers sure i mean i like gruff old bastards he I loves like old, old bastards, bastards. Yeah, yeah who doesn't i love that uh i will say this trailer was nothing you know like, yeah. it was like absolutely nothing yep uh for the record he sorry no he is made 1923 that's this one with harrison okay. ford and helen mirren yep. 1883 with Sel- sam elliott okay yellowstone with kevin costner mm-hmm. i want a crossover right i want them all to f- like 
fight each other and shit their pants because they're old. He also made Tulsa King with Sylvester Stallone. So mm. it's it is just like I want these old ass actors to be to like a, crime people. I have like a grunt orgy. Yeah, just an urgent orgy of grunting. Just uh, you know, and it just goes yeah, on for I two do. hours. Yeah, think think we we could script it, Dave. Like yeah, we could put that on our minutes. Grunt, put that on that, minutes. It's. I just love that this is all. I hope these are all tied together, right? And that someday they'll all fight. Yeah, each I other. Mean, if I if I'm gonna be fine with all forms of multiverse, this is a fun multiverse to exist. Yeah, it's like tying these properties together. Sure, why not? Um, yeah, this is nothing though. Like, no, I feel like nothing. they literally could have just put the title out and said, by the Yellowstone guy. And it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. And just right? like, here's a picture of Harrison Ford with a cowboy hat. Yeah, right. Harrison Ford. That's the other piece. Something, yeah. Something that doesn't happen nearly as often is Harrison Ford with a cowboy hat. You'd think they'd be putting cowboy hats on him all the fucking time. He right? certainly feels like he could be managing it. Yeah. You know, like, They're like, uh, you're, you're emotionless and irritated. You should be a cowboy. He's right? not emotionless. He's a little bit more like discombobulated i feel like like i know that's like sort of a comedy word but i when i think about all of his great performances he's always like a little frustrated and like a little discombobulated because like everything's going wrong like that's how every one of his performances ever you know oh, yeah. like uh so i don't know i guess a cowboy hat goes on that you know but i don't think yeah. of him as implacable the way i think of most cowboys right wait um, you don't think of him as a cowboy not really not really. I think of cowboys as being implacable. Like it be like you can't you can't shake their they're just dead eyed and just sort of like you said it, you know? Yeah, that's true. They've Harrison seen it Ford all. is actually a little more like quirky. Also, yeah. I just realized why we don't put a cowboy hat on him. It's because we've been we put a fedora on him first. And that's, that's right. the iconic look of Harrison Ford. Once so. you got one of those. Yeah, you that's yeah. your look. Yeah. You only get He's one hat. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like the only person who managed to make a fedora work for him. So good for him. That's true. That is absolutely true. Dick Tracy. Yeah. (laughs) It's not a person. But yeah, you're right. (laughs) Warren Beatty. Warren Warren Beatty basically was born in that fedora. You're totally right. Is Warren Beatty still alive? He's still alive. Uh, he was this last... Yellowstone guy should tap him, right? One hundred percent. But he was last seen butchering the Oscars Best Picture. I so know. I, it I feel was like great. maybe, yeah, maybe we need a redemption story here. It wasn't his fault, though. No, it he wasn't. Rem- yeah. I don't blame him. I still love Warren Beatty as much as I did before, which was kind of. Oh, I love him more because of that. Because it yeah. was fucking La La Land yeah. getting stiffed, and I was like, oh, that's wonderful. That's the funniest fucking thing. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I enjoy that. I also enjoy that, like the freeze smile that he has. Everybody, go back and watch this and remember this moment. He oh, like yeah. definitely doesn't want to read it out loud. And Faye Dunaway, who's next to him, is like, "Just stop it. Just fucking read yep. it." You know what I mean? She's like not yeah. having it. They're it's like so America's good. like parents, yeah. like fighting in the car. <laughs> like it's very funny. It's really good. They're yeah. just uh, she's just not. She's like, "Stop it, Carl." You know, like that's his name yeah. was temporary Carl for that. Exactly. Yeah. You ready uh, for this? You ready for this thing, Dave? What, the next trailer? Yeah. The Offering? Yeah. This has ready? already left my body. I don't remember it at all. It's so... Oh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's like the it's the Jewish exorcist, right? It's Yes, it's Orthodox Jewish culture, but like they're Satanists, really. Yeah, there's been yeah. a few... Like, uh, like cl- classic Satanists, like sacrificing to give birth to the demon sort of thing. There's been a few yeah. of the Orthodox Jewish thing. I agree. Lately. I there's been a down. few lately. Yes. I'm into that. Yes. Are you into it? Well, I'm into the idea of it. I haven't, okay. uh, like the vigil, um, stuff like that. 
it's it's this looks fine yeah the thing about horror movies is that it's not scary when you're like doing a lot of like cgi or a lot of effects like i i always think of the end of winchester which i'm sure you didn't see which had to do with like exploding glass flying in the air everywhere and it's like this isn't scary right this feels like it's stupid but in a fun way you know it could be uh yeah it could be i i just think like the problem with the exorcist in general uh is that it's the only time where we like some percentage of the audience believed it was real you know what i mean like that's the thing about the exorcist yeah that that uh, ex- yeah, it's a Blair Witch repeat- Project in it, a way. Right. That's why it's not because, repeatable. Yeah, the Exorcist, uh, the Exorcist is like, it also was shocking for right. when it came out. Yeah, very like, much it's so. Shocking, it's shocking to watch now. Like when the scenes where she says and does certain things, I'm always like, oh, fuck. They're really like, crazy. It is, yeah. Yeah. It's a really crazy and, movie. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> there are scary parts. Um, that's, That cut scene, the spider walk, certainly made me go, oh, my God. Um, there's 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 some scary parts, but it's also like kind of shocking. Yes, uh, more. it's more that than scary. It's like actually a drama, and it's yeah. a little bit upsetting, you know, yeah. like uh, because it's not it's not played in this theatrical way. Although there are things that have become theatrical, right? It's actually kind of it's kind of played straight, really. Yep. Uh, and The Exorcist has absolutely led to one of the laziest and worst horror genres known to man <laughs> and this this feels like it's kind of part of that to me um yeah here's what know. i'll say okay this is what bothers me about this type of movie is the omen one of my favorite movies really um, i didn't know that okay oh i love the omen the original the the richard donner omen mm-hmm. uh i i just grew up watching it it was just it's one of my favorites because of the comfort it brings but the devil in that is not like a physical being it's a force it's almost it's very much like final destination right it's a it's like a thing that's just like in the air and i love that version of the devil where it's like it's not a tangible physical being because that's less scary than just a vibe and these movies always like the conjurings all these where it's like it's a demon and like it's just like i don't know and then it's just a monster of the week yeah. yeah, it's just got like scary eyes, and it's like anything you think up is not going to be as scary as what as I'm thinking f- up. Yeah, as a right. force. So that's what this feels like. Is like uh, I, the peaks we see of it. It's got like horns, and it's like beating you up, and it's like I don't know, man. Like it, the, the, this stuff. That's part of the possession movies. Is that it's all the same. It's always a woman, a right. young woman. Right. They do the ro- rolling eyes. Their voice changes. Right. They contort. And it's like, you know, we've seen it a million times now since The Exorcist. you got to think of a new way to handle demonic possession, right? I, I mean, the closest I've seen to an, uh, an interesting version of that was the Matrixy one that we looked at about a year ago, I want to say. Uh, and it, I think it was by the guy who did... Uh, Neil Blumkamp. Yeah, demonic. Yes, yes, demonic. That looked interesting-ish. Yeah, that, it wasn't. It was okay. not. Bummer. <laughs> Bummer. Yeah, it was, it was a real fart. Eh. Um, no... There are, I, I'd say, like, um, Medium, uh, that was a movie that came out that was very good, that deals okay. with possession. Sure. There are good possession movies that still come and go, but generally speaking, the genre is terrible, so, and I before, would say. Before anybody gets, like, 
worked up about the distinction here. Like, I understand that this is not literally a possession movie, but it's in right. the, it's in the vein of like the the satanic demonic like, de- demonic demon. horror. Yeah, and it's like you know the concept of you got to sacrifice something and they do it unwillingly. Um, yeah. I think my favorite of this genre is the witch. Yeah, still, I think the witch I love is the witch. quite good. Yeah, it, you know, yeah. Um, and I think again, it's more suggestion than creepy horror yeah. stuff. You know? Oh yeah, that yeah, like that's that's what I loved. Like the I, uh, the witch, the moment it grabbed me is when I was scared of a bunny, and yeah. I was like, "Whoa, yeah, you made me scared of a bunny rabbit." Yeah. You're a good movie. Yeah. Like that's and that's the thing is again, which is all vibes. It's about like evil is in the air, right? Uh, and that's what makes a lot of these work. And just again, not yeah, demonic possession movies. There are some good ones, but like statistically speaking. They are mostly very lazy movies. Well, The Witch was uh, also a more successful religious satire, which yeah. is a thing I kind of want out of these stories. Like, if you're going to tell yeah. a story like this, please know the world and do the world correctly. I you know? agree, yeah. because yeah, I think that demons like that in horror are one of the biggest fallbacks, where it's like, you might as like like, uh, I don't know, Sinister, where they're like, it's a demon named Bagul. We'll get... Vincent D'Onofrio to show up and for one scene and explain it and all they're doing it's like a porno plot where it's like we just need a plot right we just need a reason for them to fuck sure that's what demons are in horror a lot yeah where they're like we just need a reason for the spookies to happen deus ex machina right yeah and half the time the demon itself doesn't really feel like it matters satisfying yep that's right and if you're and if that's the case make it follows where it's like what is it i don't know or make the babadook (laughs) yeah or the, yeah, Baba Duke it. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, there's been good ideas here, but uh, anyway, we solved horror. Uh, we solved horror. I, I'm proud of us. You know, so let's talk about this next one. Uh, <laughs> hashtag float. Uh, Terrible name. Uh, All right, that's my first note. Yeah. Make a make rewrite the name. Cross it out. Make yeah. a new name. This is. This I, seems this like is... condescending trash to me. <laughs> doesn't it? I, it this seems like you know this those feels... kids and their fucking instagram it's like bro we're so far past that yeah like, i want to be nice to it because it's it feels indie but at the end of the day it's just like this looks this looks bad it's about a group of like instagram people who are like live streaming it's not found footage i don't think oh maybe it is actually well there's um, some found footage and i want to get into the problem of it in a second there's it's a mix of a movie plus like the the streams they're doing. Yeah. It's a mix of those things. The streams are mentioned are shown several times in the trailer. Right. And the the idea is don't go in the river. Yeah, don't go in the river. It. There's bad stuff in the river. There's there's something evil in the river and all it's right. like All right. Well, you did not spend a lot of time thinking of this one, right. huh? Well, I mean, maybe it's really good and it's just not a great trailer. It just seems very yeah. like it seems very like the horror premise is about how dumb the Instagrammers are. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I don't think that they're intentionally saying that it just feels like the movie's built on that for several reasons. One of them is just the way they're portrayed. The second is all the streams, every one of the streams, there's a button where they're streaming that says they are offline, meaning they're right. not successfully streaming. And it was like, how, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> how do they not know that there's streaming? what uh, like that's great it really bothered me dave and it's in every one of them go back and watch it it's like what right. uh you should watch um if you haven't watched Deadstream yet i think I've you would like Deadstream. 
yeah. is the the version of this that works where it's okay. like a commentary on internet stuff right. but one that feels like it wasn't made by a 60 year old you know uh where it's not like it's all bad you know uh and it's just a lot of fun and it's just working with found footage in a really interesting way and yeah this this feels so generic where it's like what's the villain i don't know it's in the river yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's like don't it's go in bad the river stuff in the river yeah. It's like it's like what else can they even do out there? <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like may as yeah. well die. They're out there. <laughs> yeah. Know? And it's like the easiest thing to make scary. A river. Yeah. Uh, sure. Rivers look like shit. Yeah. You know, most rivers, if they're not beautiful and babbling and you have to swim in, it's dirty water. I get it. I don't want to be in that. Yeah. You know? I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> oh my <laughs> You're that bad at it? Wait, but also I just you, you didn't mention yeah. the name is hashtag float. It's not float. I did. I okay, said right. hashtag. Okay. Float. The yeah. hashtag is like I feel like we all need to retire this bit. Hashtag is over now. You know what I mean? Hashtag like it's not is funny. Over. It's not funny anymore. You know? Yeah. Right? It's dumb. Right. Anyway. No, that's I enough. agree. That's enough. I don't need to beat up on this movie. Congrats to the filmmakers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe cut that out. What a prick am I? I'm not. Uh, I, I don't cut anything. You never cut anything cut out. Anything. I know. If we'd ever done another yeah. podcast, I'd have already known that. Yeah. Uh, uh, I do want to talk about this next one. What's this next bullshit? <laughs> A wounded this? fawn. Yeah. Now here's the significance. This is directed by Travis Stevens, yeah. who has done a lot of successful horror. Uh, he did uh, Girl on the Third Floor, starring CM Punk. Um, he also did uh, uh, Jacob's Wife, uh, and so this. I'm not sure what's going on here. It seems like it starts as just like a serial killer who's just killing women. And then like something happens at the end of this trailer. Things go a little wacky, it seems. They didn't. I didn't think that. I thought it seemed like a pretty paint by numbers serial killer. There was like, and person there was like cult shit at the end. There was like a woman in a mask and like snakes. Oh, and there, like, there was that. And like a demon. I mean, yeah, the, I don't. I just I think don't, this is going to go in a, I don't know. It probably needs to because otherwise it's. It's basically just Psycho. Yeah. You know, which I like. I like Psycho. I don't mind these simple stories. I like the way it looks, by the way. Um, yeah. I don't know. I It seems good to me. Like, I, I why not? What, what's wrong with it? It seems like it's fine, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I would say nothing's wrong with it. Yeah. Um, I would say women out there, as a general rule, just watching enough movies, if one of your friends goes, so who's this Mr. Mystery Man you're dating? You're going to die. You're going to die if someone says that to you. You better have a will at that point. Yeah. Because if you're dating a, a mystery man, yeah. that's a man that can kill you easily. And then no one will know who he was because right. you're not telling anybody. Um, that's really a note for screenwriters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> screenwriter, <laughs> cut that line. Uh, cut that line. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I, I'm just curious about this because it gives you a lot, but also doesn't give you that much. Uh Yeah. It sounds like it's from the perspective of the serial killer. Um, that wasn't clear to me. Uh, the The shots suggested that we're going to follow the second woman. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, plot so is know. a serial killer brings an unsuspecting new victim on a weekend getaway to add another body to his ever-growing count. She's buying into his faux charms and he's eagerly lusting for blood. What could possibly go wrong? I think what's going to happen is she's going to end up being some sort of boogan. Like, okay. It's sure. it, or something like that. I think it's going to be the hunter becomes the hunted. Some bullshit. Oh, oh so or she's like, a serial killer also? Yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Or they both get thrown into some supernatural thing. I mean, we're going to have to watch it to find out. It just clearly like, like you said, it starts very like standard, uh, but it does 
have supernatural hints in the trailer. So I'm curious. It could be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, also, they're out in the woods, so anything can happen out there. Like, that's where. Oh God, yeah. You know, right. Right. Like, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I don't mind the setup. Um, I guess I guess there's nothing they could make do to make this more appealing, really, than what they did. You know what I mean? Like, if it's everything that you suggested, which means it could be great, I'm like, well, then this is the right trailer for it, right? Like, I don't know what else they can do, really. Yeah. So I don't like yeah. the title so much, though. It it it, it feels like a lot of new, uh, like Killing of the Sacred Deer is the obvious comparison. It's uh, it feels like one of those styles that we now have, and it's it's fine. I don't know. You know what's funny? We haven't really I don't had. Love it. Yeah, it's fine. We haven't really had that much like serial killer satire, like on the whole. When you really think about it, there's really not that much considering how much serial killer content there is. Yeah, like like true crime has is, you know is like has been bubbled and unbubbled several times, right? It's just fucking everywhere, and yeah. yet you never really get like serial killer rom com or whatever. I think we're. I think right? we are gonna get. I think in the next five years we're gonna get a epidemic of horror movies and thrillers. Uh, where the victim is a true crime podcaster, because I think people are slowly realizing that you can do whatever you want to them, and the audience will be, will be fine. Because <laughs> true they crime, they so care uh, about them. Yeah, yeah. True crime is you know, uh, it it obviously depends on who's doing it, but it can be very exploitative. And so, like, there's a lot of like karma you could do in that plot. So I'm just waiting for the the rise of true crime podcaster gets what's coming to them etc that's a fun satire but i i'm of like i think like the the lesson i take away from that aside from you're right there's too much of it yeah uh, is that like the appetite for this content is just like fucking endless it's just endless you know and yet serial killers are sort of I guess I, i just don't see that many people taking the the mantle of american psycho and going somewhere with it right you know, and I also I, think it's, it's it's hard, you know, yeah. like American Psycho, the book is not very good. Um, and then like it took this this other director to kind of make it, uh, you know, I would say the director of American Psycho, she did a great job. She really did. I like that, that book. Yeah. 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 I think the book is great. Christian Bale's good. It, it I think it's like what what is there to say about it almost well i feel like uh, that that's really more like an introduction into an, a, a really fun idea which is right. uh that like you know you don't have to just do the horror part of serial killing you know there's so many other pieces to what a serial killer is that could be explored in different genres right like you don't it's actually the killing is not necessarily even the most interesting thing you know, yeah. I don't, anyway, I, I I don't know why I'm scripting a movie here on the podcast. Uh, I yeah. can do that some other place. I, I don't know. This, that's my reaction to this content is like, this seems good. I like serial killer stuff. I just wish that somebody was really running with serial killers some new place. Yeah, because right now it just feels... Yeah, you're right. It's like this weird... I don't know. It's either the true crime stuff where they're like obsessing. I don't know. It, serial killers is just... It's so hard because it's been done to fucking death. Well, you that's, know? that's really it. You know, like, yeah, like, don't get me wrong. I, I you know, there are things about serial killing that we don't ever really see. Like, we don't like and I, for good reasons. Like, we don't watch the dismembering piece of serial killing. Right. They always cut right. around that. And you know why? Because it's fucking terrifying. But it's actually the most and horrifying. But it's also the most interesting thing about what they do, 
because like they're so desensitized that that doesn't gross them out or freak them out. Right. You know, there's uh, also one thing I think we could tackle is whenever you look into a serial killer, a lot of them are just real dumbasses. That's true. Uh, too. Yeah. Dumb serial killer. Yep. And that's that's the problem with a lot of serial killer true crime is it like puts them up on a pedestal. Like we make we we want them to be like the devil where it's like, why did they do what they do? And it's like, I don't know. Yeah, because then we then we don't feel like it's in us. That's it's yeah. like self-protection. We want them all to be fucking Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, we love that idea. But yeah. like, yeah, most of them are just, just fucking dildos. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's on most of their tombstones, even. Yeah. Yeah, we should. Just yeah. Dildo. Yeah. That's a good. You uh, know, there's a there's a true crime podcast. We're just yeah. desecrating serial killers' tombstones with dildos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be us doing it, but, you know, it'd be documented. It could be someone, yeah. It could be, somebody could do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of dildos, sure. this next trailer is, uh, Gail, stay away from Oz. <laughs> now, I have a theory about this. Oh, God. Why? Why would you bother? <laughs> Go ahead. I think the director is really bummed that that stupid Winnie the Pooh thing happened. Because I think... <laughs> I think that Winnie the Pooh blood and honey is is like a Sharknado. They just want right, to get right, ironic right. views. Right, right. And they will. They will get that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if this movie is good or bad, but I do know that whoever made this, I think, poured their heart into it. I think they're really well, trying for something here. When you say whoever made it, it's one guy. It's th- this one guy is the writer, director, producer, DP, yes. editor, like sound designer. Like it's one guy that did yep. this. This is a reimagining, a dark reimagining of Wizard of Oz, where Dorothy Gale is an elderly woman uh, who is like lost her mind. It's a dark Oz. And I I wrote in the notes like we already have it. It's called Return to Oz. Right. And you're never going to make Oz scarier than that movie. Well, and he's not. It didn't seem like they were even necessarily going to go to Oz. Right. I mean, they probably yeah, will because of the it's title. It's like a but- it's. It's the woman screaming, stay away from Oz over and over again. That takes up like 90% of the fucking uh, thing. And then she, her eyes get black and she becomes demonic. Sure. Uh, it's about, it's Dorothy's like granddaughter trying to figure out what happened to her. There's like a solemn part where there's like a picture of Toto that's framed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That made me laugh. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was like, fuck. That's like, I was really bummed watching this because it was mm-hmm. like, man, what a, what a cruel idea of what happened to poor Dorothy? Yes. Like that's, you know, I like Dorothy. She mattered as a character to yeah. think this is her life. is like, yeah. what? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I think that fairy tales are easy to adapt into horror because sure. they're, and I know this isn't a fairy tale technically, but you know what I mean is because they're already horrifying. The wizard of Oz dealt with murder and death and, and tornadoes. Like it's and and fucking flying monkeys, like it make like making a horror Willy Wonka for example. It's like yeah, that's really easy. Yeah. You basically don't change a thing and just make the kids die and just do the thing that happened to the kids. Like actually, do yeah, it. yeah. That's and Wizard right. of Oz feels no different. That doesn't mean you can't make good ones. I would say that Gretel and Hansel, uh, uh, the horror movie that came out with um, Alice Krieg, I believe her name is, uh, as the witch. That was quite good. Uh, okay. It's it's possible if you have something to say, but this I don't know, man. My concern uh, here is that what it's going to actually be is like we're just going to get creepy, like creepy cameos from the horror versions of these characters. Yeah, and I think so. There too. won't be like there won't be anything added to Oz. Though it's right. just Oz is in the back 
background of this movie. Right. Yeah, no, I think so, too. I think it's just going to be this, like, no, they're never going to go to Oz. I think it's going to be the idea that it's this, like, other world, this upside-down world that's, like, leaking in, and we're seeing uh, pieces of it. I mean, right. don't get me wrong. I'm going to watch this, whatever course, the fuck it is, are. because it's yeah, it looks funny. But, like, yeah, like... I don't know. Is a, there going to be like a real lion? Is there going to be a, a rusted out Sauron looking Tim Man? Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. Uh, I hope so, I guess. Because to me, it's like, what else am I watching it for? Right. And that's the thing. Like, this trailer does look like they gave a shit. It looks yeah, like yeah. they really thought, I have a good idea. And there again, there are. Here. Yeah. Yeah. But I think ultimately, these movies always come off as like gimmicks, as like clickbaity, as like, oh, isn't that funny? Like, isn't it funny how they're making, like, ooh, gritty Scarecrow, gritty Tin Man, you know? I, I mean, I got to be uh, honest with you, Dave. Th- it's hard for me to feel strongly about that accusation, given the current landscape of movies. I, I feel mm-hmm. like 90% of movies are clickbaity. Yeah, that's fair. You know, like, this this didn't seem... And also, like, in some ways, going back to Oz is, like, not a cool choice. I, right. See, it, so, like, I guess I'm willing to give the the filmmaker enough license to say... Okay, you picked an old property that was public domain. I see that. So, like, you know, you, you decided to put one of the most popular movies in movie history back on trial. So, good luck, right. friend. Let's see it, you know? Yeah. I Well, remember Oz the Great and Powerful? I do. That's another thing, is that Oz, the rules for Wizard of Oz, I think, apply to Peter Pan, Robin Hood, is whenever you make a movie that goes, the story, you were never told. It's like, I promise you, we don't care. I promise you they made like most of these stories. They created the best version of the story already and doing like, how did the wicked witch become wicked? It's like, I I don't care. I don't care. Like, I don't know, man, unless you're doing like literally the show wicked where you're doing like, Oh, we're going to reframe it in an interesting way. If you're just like trying to add to the lore or like make a grittied version, it's just like, I don't know, man. We we're not that impressed with these stories. <laughs> like we don't need to see Wizard of Oz done a bunch of times, right? I don't think Wizard and of like, Oz holds the cultural like zeitgeist enough that yeah. going back there is like you iterating on the Iliad or something, you know? Right. Like I don't think that's what I, is happening here. I think there's obsessions with certain things that they don't realize. Like, I'd say the same for Willy Wonka, which I just brought up, which is that, like, there's a certain generation that grew up on Willy Wonka, and they really think that that's something. And it's like, it was one movie that was Gene Wilder made great. Like, that's kind of it. Yeah, and, like, a, and a good book. The kids like the book. And a good book, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's like, sometimes it's just like, yeah, it's that one story. It was very good. It's not the world. You know, this isn't Tolkien. It's it's right, it's not. Tolkien. It's just that's right. It's not Star yeah, Wars. It's, yeah, yeah. Like exploring the Wizard of Oz universe is like not really interesting because it's all just kind of nonsense. Well, it's all allegory. Again, like, I, this is the thing yeah. I talked about a little bit on a on a the Escape from the Multicurse podcast that's over on patreoncom slash smallbeans. All right, uh, you're welcome. Thank you, Dave. Uh, <laughs> so, so, like, we talked a little bit about the problem with fantasy worlds that are allegorical is that there's they're, they're they're very shallow and things don't hold together. So like they're fantastic in the sense that like cool, crazy things can happen like a fever dream, but they're like a fever dream also in the trying to make them hold together and getting invested in the world is a waste of time, you know, cause right. it's effusive. Um, yeah. And yeah, like, like my, the example there was Chronicles of Narnia, which has the same problem. It's more allegory than it is story. 
Um, I think Oz is the same. Yeah. You know? No, it's like it's like trying to expand the tortoise and the hare universe. Where it's like <laughs> that doesn't really that's not you're missing the point of the original story. Yeah. Uh, which is yeah, the, the hare what, rules, if I yeah, if I exactly. remember it correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Enough said about that. Yeah. It's time for our main event, Adam. It, I agree. This is the main event. I agree with you, Dave. Oh yeah. I this yeah. next trailer Go ahead. is Loon Loon Exclamation point. point. Yep. This is I listen. I found this trailer. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know I how or why. It. The words fucking Dave flew out of my head the minute, like within 10 seconds of this trailer starting. Was I was like, going to make this wow. our movie that deserved more hype. I, I was yep. going to do that. You could have. You could have yeah, done it. It is, it is uh, killer loons, as in the bird. <laughs> uh, it is. The effects are, I would say, if you've seen Birdemic, same deal same deal this is a bird demic that looks slightly more fun and weird to this be is honest purely hilarious like pure yeah. comedy it if it's not being done for pure comedy it has a chance of being the funniest movie ever made yeah like it, i don't like, know if you've you seen know, bird demic have no, you? i have not seen bird demic so the thing about bird demic is that it feels four hours long um bird demic is has some very funny moments as being like genuinely bad like it's not the we're trying to be bad bad it's like the like there's behind the scenes stories with the filmmaker where he had to someone had to explain to him where they're laughing at you like there's that there's that where you he, he was genuinely thought he was making something um the problem with birdemic is it always you always have fond memories and you go back and you watch it and realize it's way more boring than you thought this does lo- looks like it has potential i think this knows it's funny but it also looks fucking weird. There's like a part where like a cop is sitting in a chair and he has duck feet for some reason. There's a vision of a bird that he has and the his eyes feet. are glowing. The duck feet. I had like, unfortunately, I was 30 minutes late to the recording of this podcast. And I didn't tell yeah. Dave this, but 25 minutes of that were recovering from those fucking duck feet. <laughs> yeah. They were offensive in every They're way possible. Amazing. Yeah. Yes. There's a incredible. shot of a priest getting decapitated <laughs> by a loon. And this is like the worst effects you can imagine. Like they are so far beneath the effects that I would have said were acceptable at Cracked. So yeah. far beneath that. Uh, yeah. Please continue, now, Dave. I'm uh, just going to say I'm, I'm trying to figure out how do people can watch this. Because if you type in loon exclamation point. It's a different movie. Uh, trailer. It's not the same movie. Yeah. Where did you even find it? It feels like it, like it was a spontaneous eruption from the fucking right, so creative void it's loon exclamation part official movie trailer 2023 is what it's so loon exclamation part <laughs> official <laughs> movie sh- trailer 2023 i'm typing that in to see if okay if you type that exact phrase in the first thing will be the loon trailer uh it, ha- it currently has oh, 1000 views uh after my two god. weeks my god and I don't know uh, if you made Loon, if you know someone who made Loon, all I want to know is how can I watch Loon? How can I watch it? Yeah, get it to us. Get it to us immediately. Uh, yeah. I, I will it's, watch this. Like this, this could fee- be a Friday night patron thing, couldn't it? Yeah. So, okay. So I'm, so I'm reading here. Oh yeah. I'm sure it'll eventually be on streaming. It's right going now, to theaters, by the way. This is wild. Uh, I, I'm not going to dox them or anything. I'm sure they actually want this. If you go on that that trailer, it gives you the exact dates 
East Grand Folks, Minnesota. Yep, yep, yep. Um, uh, on Crookston. on January first. Yep. Yeah, Crookston. And, uh, Thief and River this Falls. is contact for booking at your theater, loon.movie.2023 at gmail.com and a phone number, which that's why I'm, I'm scared of giving the, but like they gave, they have a phone number listed. My point is that if you're listening to this and you're powerful, uh, you make this happen, make loon happen, make it in every, every theater. Yeah. Right. If somehow theater moguls are listening to this podcast going, are people ready for hype? Are they hyped? The yeah. answer, L- Loon is your answer, sir. We've pointed you we're in the on, right direction. Yeah, we're on the ground floor of something. Yeah. And <laughs> and like, yes, again, like this, right now, this looks like, I don't like movies that are ironically bad. This, I, I honestly can't tell what they're going for. It's I think it's ironically to, bad, Dave. I think it is, but yeah. I also think it's clearly weird enough to be fun despite that. There's a chance it's what I wanted Rubber to be. There's a chance. Right. There's a chance that it's incredible, and uh, it's what I wanted Rubber to be. Right. And because of that chance, I'm willing to go to any Friday night patron night where you screen this, Dave. Yeah. I will be. There. I will. I will be. If there. you made Loon, if you can get me a copy of Loon, please, for the love of for the love of Loon, uh, <laughs> for the sake of I want I want to see Loon. Yeah, please. There was a scene with a grandma with loon eyes before I even yeah. knew what was wrong with this movie. Yes, like the, the loon gra- seemed to possess people. <laughs> it's like what? Um, yeah, this was thrilling. Uh, it's on I'm IMDb. Not, I'm not laughing at this movie. Please hear no. me. I'm laughing with it. I think. I think I yeah. am. Yeah. Yeah. I think I am. Yeah. Yeah. Hard I mean, agree. Yeah. So please, please, loonographer, grant us yeah. access to your film. Yes, please. Yeah um okay so that's trailers we gotta get into news stories first we gotta thank some more people sure big thank you to glitterous cfo of michael shannon's chocolate factory sure thank you to davy the ghost of east las vegas francis thank you thank you to oh great it's that guy thank you thank you to chester's prophet thank you thank you to definitely not guillermo del toro thanks thank you to brian who tom knows (laughs) thank you thank you to bob grenville oh thank you Thank you to Steven. Thanks, Steven. Thank you to Han Toomey, the confused cyborg. Thank you. Uh, let me jump in here again, Dave. Thanks to Asking7. Rest in peace, uh, Michaela. You were the best of us. Thank you. Thanks to Evil Ed 209 Thank you. Thanks to Manischewitz Molotov says, Economic solidarity is the path to paradise, comrades. Thank you. Thanks to Tiger Draws Pratt Thompson. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Beautiful. Thank you. Uh, thanks to Dan Hackroyd. Thank you. Thanks to Cody Johnston's Time Machine Noise. Thank you. Thanks to Pete Vorpagel. Thank you. Thanks to follow viral TikTok superstar Jason Pargin on TikTok and buy his new book, If This Book Exists, You're in the Wrong Universe. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, a little Uh, bit of news here. uh, Uh, The game uh, Streets of Rage is getting made into a movie. No. Um, With the John Wick people, right? That the only that's the only good thing about this news, yeah. Like I like those guys. I believe that doing a '90s adaptation, John Wick style of C- of Streets of Rage, could be good. I see that. Is it? Is it just? Is Streets of Rage? Is it a double dragon or is yes. it a Mortal Kombat? It's a double. It's a double dragon. I'm pretty okay, sure. Yeah. So yeah, all you have to do is John Wick. Right, right. So like, it's not like it's a bad decision. Like as far as like these are the wrong things to line up. Like they make sense. I'm just concerned by the things I'm reading in this article, Dave. 
Like, for instance, the president of production at Lionsgate said, the game has a rich world and narrative. We're thrilled to be reuniting with Derek to bring it to life. I've played Streets of Rage years ago. I don't recall it having a rich world I, in there. I guarantee that's something he hastily said to like an assistant while making a jerk off motion. <laughs> they're like, what do we say? It's like, ah, just fucking rich narrative. That's, give him the rich narrative. Yeah, give, line. That's like a grab bag of like standard production head quotes. And they just it's, threw the one. Yeah. It has to be one of the one of the worst parts. I would say being an actor and one of the most fun parts to look back on, which is going back and watching like promotional interviews for terrible movies where they have to like really pump it up and be like, Oh, it's so it's good. So good. Uh, which it. isn't to say, I think this will be good, but it's, that's what this is. It's like, we have to be excited about streets of rage for this. And it's like, honestly, it was just like, probably like, what can we get for cheap that we can make an action movie on? Like, and that's what John wick is, right? John wick was, basically them saying if the fighting's awesome we don't have to worry about like the plot like it doesn't matter right i mean i'm I'm hoping that they literally do the 90s aesthetic here like with the headbands and like the 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 tank tops and stuff like if they would actually make it legit good yes that would make it legit good if they do that that we got a winner if they if they try to make it cool in 2022 it's like bro i don't even know what you mean by that like, right. like, this is such a cliche idea. I can't even... You well, know. you can do both. Like, sure. the new Mortal Kombat, I thought, did a good balance of, like, this is funny. Like, I'm laughing at you, but also this is awesome, and I'm enjoying it. I... Ah, Dave, I just can't... I can't go all that way with you. I went a little bit in the, the new That's Mortal fair. Kombat, and then I immediately threw up on that phrase. Did you watch that? No, why would I watch it? That's, you haven't I seen the new Mortal Kombat, Adam? No, everyone in the world, and by everyone in the world, I mean your entire audience was quoting it it's at good. me for weeks. No, it's I don't. I, no, Dave. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's I, good. I'm not willing to give two hours of my time to your recommendation this time. It's I'm not, good, Dave. I'm not willing. I'm sorry. Mortal Kombat, Dave. Line it up with Loon. Get a Friday night together where you give <laughs> me that movie and Loon, and I'll be there and I'll watch. All them right, both. I have another question. Okay, great. Have you seen RRR? No. I, that's my fault. I should have seen it by now. Okay, because yes. there's a I sequel in the works. Yeah. That is our next story. And uh, I, there's not much to say about this. Uh, the director, like, I guess his dad writes all yeah, his movies. That's what struck out to me, too. His dad writes yeah. all the movies. That rules. Yeah, I know. Right? And he's like, he's he's writing the next one. Yeah. Because of course he is. Uh, I've said it before. I'll say it again. This Give this man a Marvel film. Yeah. Give this man... Uh, give this man... Uh, James Cameron money. Give him a billion dollars. I don't give a shit. And tell him to make a movie. Any movie. Just give him give him a lot of money. Uh RRR better be they they better have a budget. And I think they will. I think this is gonna be the movie event. Dave, you know what they could the give decade. Him? You know what they could give him that would be interesting? Another Matrix film. Ooh. You know like yeah, you know it. we're gonna get more of them, right? Like uh, Oh, we are. We are. Yeah, why probably. Re- why, did why re- did it, it do good enough? I bet it did. That new one? I bet it did. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what they called it. Matrix Regurgitated? What, what was it called? Yeah. Regurgitated. Yeah, Res- Resurrections. Resurrections. Right. So. I liked it. I liked it just fine. It was fine. But I also have completely forgotten it. It made $427.3 million. No. I'm getting wildly different. I think it, globe, I think it global grossed. It also went on streaming, so it's like kind of hard to know. Oh, no. It only made 157 That seems low for that movie. Yeah, I would say that movie was generally regarded as bad, I think. 
I don't think people love that movie. Ooh, yeah. Um, yeah, it kills kills hope for Matrix Five. Okay, well, yeah, it was an idea. I the Wachowskis they clearly didn't want to make it in the first place. Well, they didn't um, both make it, right? One of them refused no, to do it, it altogether. No, it was just Lana. But you like you know the backstory of that. They say it in the film. They say because in the did you see it? I watched it. Yes. Yeah, that meta thing where the Matrix is a video game, and he says Warner Brothers says they're going to make it with or without you. That is literally what happened. Warner Brothers went to the Wachowskis and said, listen, we're going to make another Matrix. Do you want to be involved or do you want to not be involved? But either way, we're going to make it. And it's like, yeah, what a terrible way to make movies. So it uh, lost. It looks like it lost $30 million, basically, from in yeah. the box office. That's rare for a movie of this yeah. size. Well, I guess don't give them that. Uh, I don't know. Speed I Racer just, 2. That's what we really wanted. I guess. Speed I, like, Racer <laughs> Two. Two. Uh, I mean, I can keep naming franchises, but uh, there's no reason not to give them something. Yeah. Give uh, him Marvel. the RR. No. Or just make him get, give him Marvel money, but then have him make his own movie. By or way, give him the new Fantastic Four. Who gives a fuck? How long until uh, how long until they reboot Iron Man? Uh, like when's, uh, 15 when's, years. No. Sooner than well, that. Well, here. Right? OK, here's the here's the question. How how would they reboot it? There's a possibility they'll do like, oh, it's another universe, Tony Stark, who for some reason looks different, doesn't matter. Then they could do that tomorrow. Like they could reboot Iron Man whenever they want because of the multiverse. But if we're talking about a fresh new non-MCU, right? Where they're saying then this is not the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is a brand new universe. I'm thinking new Iron Man. Then I'd say 15 to 20 years. Okay. That's probably right, because yeah, because they don't have the Spider-Man situation. But I'm thinking, like, honestly, if they just started over with Iron Man, I don't know why that would be a problem. They can easily figure it out, you know. Like the the biggest problem is I'd feel like I'm losing my mind uh, because but they don't care about that, bro. Yeah, um, no, I think they're going to do Fantastic Four X-Men next. They still have there's there's marrow to suck from the bones of Marvel. Like they have plenty of meat uh, left before they whip out iron man again like I, what baffles me is how they haven't yet like they should be the fantastic four should be like teased now they even they still have blade technically on the way there's plenty of shit oh yeah, to blade. do before they have right. to turn to back to iron man have to i mean i i just think that like if listen if robert downey jr called them and said oh they do it i'll tomorrow. do another yeah. iron man yeah right. they do, do it, it immediately yeah they'd have but, it, would, it would exist already they're like oh we already filmed yeah. it actually uh, yeah, we, we just have to put you on a green screen. And yeah, <laughs> you were asleep and we filmed the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. yeah, 100%. That would definitely happen. I just think that Iron Man is such a, is like one of the four major brands of Marvel. And I don't know how long they're willing to let it be dormant, right? Like, I don't know. This is the kind of person I want to head up that, though. Yeah. yeah. Part of me is like, don't give him a Marvel because Marvel famously kind of snuffs out the creativity of every director for a little so while, like yeah. if you got the rr person made him do a marvel film i guarantee it would be boring as shit like i that's why i'm saying like don't give him a marvel film give him 300 million dollars the problem with marvel films is that like they take like five years of your life and i feel like everybody's probably doing them for the gigantic payday yeah you know like you make a fortune doing it right but then yeah. like you know uh where do you go after marvel you right know? so it's a what know. you do yeah. yeah it's tough man it's tough because if if the, you make something shitty then it's like 
tarnished. Because like if Marvel called me and was like, make a movie, we'll give you millions of dollars or write a movie, I'd do it. But what if that movie sucks? And then That's it's right. like, well, no one else is going to call you now. Anyway, I, know, I feel like you and I might have talked about Marvel recently. Uh, if we ever, yeah, if we I don't ever know done a podcast before, then yeah, uh, yeah, I guess we might have done that. So All right, we well, let's on. thank some more producers. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, you got so many to big, thank. Yeah, yeah. Big old sloppy thank you Ooh. to Del Griffith, the oh. shower curtain fella. Yeah, thanks, Tsunami. Mm-hmm. To you. Yeah. Thank you to the Midnight Patron with Patrons at Midnight. Thank you. I always think of this person in a mask. Yeah, it's always wearing a mask. Thank I you. I kind of see them all in a mask. But yeah, yeah I see what <laughs> that's you're saying. right. It's it's basically the eyes wide shut orgy over here. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Thank you to exploding runes. Thank you, thank you, thank you to Andrew Howe. Deck the halls with blood. <laughs> Thanks. Blood. blood. Thank you to Vincent. Thanks. Blood. Blood. Thank you to thank you to Rev MD. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you to Bootler Bootleson. Thank you. Thank you to Tux. 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 Thank you to <laughs> thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Thanks, Ricks. Thank you to Norm from Cheers. Thank you. Thank you to No One Can Hear You Scream in Space, McNulty. <laughs> it got darker. This, that name's yeah. really going somewhere. This, that's a real journey we're on with that name. Thanks to oh, your yeah. thanks to your mom. Thank you. Thanks to Nolan's corn <laughs> Nolan's cornucopia of Tubi movies says watch My Tie Giant. Sure. Thank you. Thanks to Jeff May's gas station toaster pastries now available at no gas stations near you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's over there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks to AJ. Thank you. Thanks to Tip Drizzle. Thank you. Fucking Tip Drizzle. What a hero. Thanks to Cube yeah. 2 Hypercube Burrito Mouth. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to the Ghost of Dave. Ghosts are already spooked, but I forgot about Halloween. Thomas. Thank you. Sure. Thanks to Aaron Burser. Thank That's you. That's a classic. Aaron Burser's like it classic is. Coke. Love oh it. yeah, it's it, the missionary position. It, well, but it also is like when I really need to be refreshed, I just read the name Aaron Burser. Right. You know, so it's more like doggy style. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, yes, Dave. It's more like doggy <laughs> style. I agree. You know, that's really what it is. Like you just really lightens oh, yeah. the spirit. Thanks to Christopher Robert Sparts Esquire. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks to Mackenzie. Fuck shuffling with Willem Dafoe's confusingly large dick. Chill. Thank you. Thanks to Funky J. Mostly comes out at night. Mostly. Mostly. Thank you. Thank you. And finally, but but supreme in my heart, thanks to Pie Guy. Pie Guy. Pie Guy. Pie Guy. Blood. <laughs> Pie Guy. Blood. Adam. Hey, Dave. Adam. Dave. Listen. Uh-huh. Cut the shit. I need to cut the shit. Do do I Adam? <laughs> do I have a movie that deserves more hype? Uh, I need to cut the shit so you can ask yourself this question. Where, I'm asking you. Where the fuck is Tom? <laughs> get Tom <laughs> get Tom's ass back in here. I'm sure you have so, one, Dave. I'm sure you have it. I do. That's Chekhov's right. question, Dave. I do. I know you do. Listen. I'm listening. This is this has no release date. It's in festivals right now. Mm. But I'm so interested in this. This looks good. It's called Yeah. Yeah. It's called Blind Willow Sleeping Woman. Look it up. There's a teaser and a trailer. The di- director is Pierre Fold. Uh he's super French. Uh yes, I don't he know is. any of his work. He it, this is an atap- ad- adaptation of and I hope I'm not butchering it. Haruku uh Makami. Uh it is is a Japanese uh writer he makes a bunch of short stories pierre uh fold is a composer this is his directing uh debut oh that's um, what i was like but he keeps going to composer 
All right, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. This cool. is uh, so think Waking Life, uh, Scanner Darkly. It is a rotoscoped film, but it was done so basically they filmed the actors acting it out, and then they added oh. um, yeah, and then they added like CGI heads um without so what they did is they apparently used a 3d model of the character's head and then had the animators reanimate the facial expressions like kind of like from like what they're what uh, it seems like it's like they did it based on what they thought the expression should be like in a more like they didn't they didn't make it as strict. They didn't put like motion capture. So they dots went through anything. A, they went through an elaborate process to get the feeling of those old animated movies where they drew over people, but yeah. to get expressions that feel like the cartoony things you're used to getting in an animation. Yeah, that's, that's what, what it did. feels like. Yeah, that's what they're trying and to do. Yeah, it's several stories intertangled with each other, um, and it looks pretty out there. It's about there's one guy who's like being overworked um and there was like an uh, there was a recent earthquake uh that's like his co-worker his wife is like uh uh like traumatized from the earthquake um there's a sub story where the guy comes home the overworked guy comes home to find a frog a giant frog man waiting for him who is on a mission to save tokyo from a giant worm that he needs and he needs the guy to that, apparently cheer him on as he fights the worm that feels and so divorced a, from everything else in the trailer but yeah like, there's I'm also sure like an isn't. alien abduction in yeah, it yeah, um yeah it looks it looks like it looks like this emotional drama that's also kind of batshit oh it, it, uh, it has like yeah it looks like a detached narrative that's a little surreal but like it is yeah an expression of an inner anxiety that can't find another expression and right and like that's that's why this is the right way to do a film like that um yeah i i i like this idea a lot i like that this guy's a composer because he may just be like incredibly creative and like we've you know like this could be really cool yeah uh, I generally like this vibe where it's like yeah. Scanner Darkly was a very good version of this, which is when you're trying to make a world that feels surreal in a like a drug way, like CGI. I don't know why it doesn't quite do it. I think it's too like what these films do is they take everything and they like bring them down a notch in realism where it's like they look like photorealistic detailed, but they're all animated and so, like, when something trippy or weird happens, it feels like it all seamlessly belongs in the world uh, in this really cool way. It's, it's that expectations. That you can't get with pure... It's like you can't get it with pure animation or with CGI, I think. It, it's... It, again, it's a, it's a function of the expectations we have based on the medium. I think yeah. this is a smart understanding of, like, when we do something animated like this but has this kind of realism, we expect a kind of morose, fantastic tone that's similar to like the Hobbit, like the animated Hobbit and stuff. Yeah. And he's using that creatively to tell a story in that genre, but also to get away with a little bit more surrealism than you could in a film. Yeah. You know, it's, I agree. it's smart. It's a really, it, this tells me that he already understands film in a, in a deep way that makes me encouraged about what this film could be. Yeah. You know, um, I I'm like everything about this. it. I, I also like, yeah, I, I, I dig this movie. I, I dig the vibe of it. I dig the kind of sort of the, the sort of grimy apathy thing that's going on here. 
Um, yeah, like, but he's like apathetic, but in a way that's kind of grimy and sad. And I and I dig yeah. I dig that. Um, like, not in a garden space way, for instance. Uh, so yeah, I'm I I don't know. I'm I'm excited about this. I think this looks great. I think this looks great too. Yeah, Blind Willow, Sleeping Woman. Check it out. Google it. You'll definitely if you when you see the visuals, you'll either be into it or you won't, and you'll be like, "Holy shit, I'm into this," or "I'm not." That's what you'll say. That's yeah. Check it out. You'll probably say it. You should write it down when you did say it, so that you know we're right. Yes. And then yeah, read and it. like it, it, I would give it like six months, and then it'll pop up on streaming. A lot of these movies, it's just like I randomly run into them months after the fact. Like, oh, it's streaming now, you know? Yeah. So I'm hoping the same for this. I mean, you're you're sort of filtering most movies through this podcast. So mm-hmm. it's not surprising you're not chasing them all down. It's know? tough, man. It, well, it's it, tough. I, I'd say I'd say we have it Too really, really hard. <laughs> I'd say we have it really, we do. really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, by the way, it's only really been an hour and 20 minutes-ish. So, like, we got to fill 40 minutes here. Like, we really fucked up. <laughs> you know what I mean? We got 40 yeah. minutes to fill. What the fuck are we going to do, Dave? Uh, we can talk about Twitter some more. There's a lot to say about Twitter. There really is a lot to say about it. Like, there was yeah well yeah now it's gone <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna try out mastodon are you gonna try out mastodon right? i i i got an account i just got ahead of that um okay great but uh, i don't know man i i'll probably just wander the streets screaming at people <laughs> screaming your god of war opinions yeah just like, like throwing like my podcast to people oh yeah i think people would yeah. want that out there i think the streets need it I would love to yeah. see you working the streets doing anything. Like it would thrill me so much to see you having a podcast stand out there where you're just like like you know, it's like a website on a like a cardboard sign in front of a table and you're out here like this is my podcast. Oh yeah, that's such a good idea. That would, yeah. Well that's how that's how it'll be from now on. Basically you're a living billboard, Dave. Yeah. The way I've always seen you. It's true. The way I've always- <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. How's your family, Dave? Is your family good? Eh. Yeah, eh. <laughs> they're fine. <laughs> you know, they're real pain in my ass. Yeah, I mean, my sister's probably listening to this right now. That's so right. hi, yeah, hi, sister. Yeah, Hello. I've been trying to get her text to... me. Text me hi when you listen to this. I've been trying to get her to tell me how big a pain in the ass you are. Uh, you know, I don't think she has your number. Probably I'll, not. I'll well, yeah, P- yeah. Please connect. I can give us, you. Dave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll... Please That's connect us. Yeah, that. Yeah, it'd be great. How could it be yeah. anything but great? Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm ex- I'm excited to go back home soon. Yeah, and when... visit them for the holidays. You know. Yeah. How about you? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing what, great. What's my, life like? My sister's coming into town for Thanksgiving, and uh, that has prompted a flurry of engagements over the next week. Like just wow. just a just a tsunami of engagements. That's uh, good. It is. Uh, I've been uh, the planning. The planning texts are a real bane for the old bear. I like there oh, to be yeah. one text, and it's like you know we're gonna do it this time. Sounds good. That's what I like. Yeah, uh, thumbs up yeah. emoji. Yeah, that's all I want. Yes, thumbs up is all I should need to contribute to these Ooh. plans. Okay, so when Twitter goes down, everybody yeah. send me your phone number. Yeah, all and I'll group text. Yeah. We'll do a group text. Yep, with just thousands of people. That's yep. how we do Twitter. Yeah, yeah, we solved it. I mean, how many followers do you have? Like sixty thousand. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hundred thousand maybe a million yeah. yeah put them on a group text yeah you know? i'm gonna tweet this idea out yeah all right yeah i got a good idea for a tweet you guys oh good Tell, gonna, you want to give us a rough draft the Let's no, get the you're, rough you're draft. gonna get the tweet about this and then it's okay, gonna great. be a day later <laughs> <laughs> all right we, we should probably go no listen dave Adam, no, no how could we no 
Okay. I, I have a I have a play date. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Dave. I didn't mean to ruin. Did you plug? The thing did you plug doing. stuff? Have you plugged I, stuff? I, several times. One time you were indignant about it, so I feel scared to do it again. All right, do it this time, and I'll be into it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you may have checked out one upsmanship by the time you've listened to this part of the podcast. What you haven't checked out, aside from the podcast that Dave and I will will never and have never done, is uh, my podcast director piece theater with Abraham Emperor of Movies Epperson. Uh, oh yeah who is both handsome and insightful as a co-host yeah and uh we're gonna have some guests on there soon i think uh i'm into this i've been working on that and uh also my podcast i'll show you mine if you show me yours with uh maggers may fish uh the beautiful the hilarious the friendly the palest of my pals uh maggie that one's just you know us being pals and sharing our lives through media that's all that is um, this excites me. Yeah, it should. It's uh, it's an exciting podcast. And then finally, yeah. uh, Escape from the Multicurse, a podcast I do with the Swaim, the Abe, and myself, in which we examine the phenomenon of the multiverse in media and uh, sort of what does it mean, what are the implications, and we go film by film, universe by universe, trying desperately to get home. And I assume home means that multiverse movies stop happening. Right. I don't know. Your sliders. Your sliders. Yeah, we're sliders. Why didn't you call it sliders? I we just never thought of that title. Yeah. Just never occurred to call us. Call it sliders. Yeah, sliders. Yeah. Mm, sliders. Fuck, that's a good title. Yeah. Should have said that. Anyway, that that's all those things. Uh that's all that's those cool. things. Yeah. It's fine. Well, I'm gonna tell people real quick that over at Gamefully Unemployed, uh, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. Uh you know, for five dollars a month, you get access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Muller's a Maniac, Star Trek: The Next Futurama, and Spielboys. We also watch movies with our patrons every Friday night. Uh, that's all on Gamefully Unemployed, uh, the Patreon. Uh, you can review us wherever you get your podcasts. We, if you go to www.gamefullyunemployed.com, you get a link to our Teespring store. There's all sorts of T-shirts, very neat stuff. Uh, I imagine we will be on other social medias pretty soon. I don't know if we have a choice about that. Are we going to so we'll update Mastodon? you when that happens? Let me know when we're on Mastodon, Dave. I, I... Like I said, I have a Mastodon account, oh. but I'm really hoping not to have to use it. Uh, like you're, not we'll gonna, you're not going to TikTok, Dave. You're not TikTok. Uh, I have a TikTok. Oh I, I'm my on TikTok. God. Do you yeah, really? I'm thinking of streaming. I'm thinking of streaming games on TikTok. Oh, can you? Because you can stream. To- yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I, sh- I should be doing that. Yeah. I should be, t- I should be uh, talking. Right? TikToking. Yeah. yeah all the kids that. love the TikToks. I'd love to give all of my information to China. I feel like they need it. Yeah. Like they should have. <laughs> Here you go. Here's everything you Listen, need to know. It's all the same at this point. It's all <laughs> just the worst. <laughs> Big information. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. All right. Okay. Well, say goodbye. Okay. Bye, Dave. Bye. Bye. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. 
and follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.